Welcome back to another episode of the Ville Chillin' Podcast, part of the Villain ENT Network. My name is Jack. My name is Aaron. And just a reminder, we are on all major podcast services from Spotify to Apple, Google to Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Give us a follow there and or rating as it all helps. Don't forget to also subscribe to our other Villain ENT channels, Ville Grillin' and Ville Gaming. Um, and join the Discord, of course. Uh, Ville Gaming, you've been on there here lately, right, Aaron? A little bit. Trying to do some more. Um, play a little Need for Speed. Been playing more Cyberpunk lately, and I haven't decided whether that's stream friendly or not. But nice. we'll uh, we'll get there. Definitely trying to do some more. Um, so today we're gonna be talking about real Louisville haunts, right? So another part of our Halloween series, I guess, but less focused on community events and I guess a little more historical this time around. And a quick disclaimer, some of these stories, I don't necessarily want to say graphic in nature, but it's some uncomfortable topics. So while normally we keep our show pretty G-rated, uh, very family-friendly, um, just know, I guess, use your best judgment. might want to listen to it before allowing kids. Just, I mean, it's stories about hauntings, which can have some weird history sometimes, so... Definitely. Just put that out there before we get started. Um, so I guess we'll go ahead and jump into them now. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So the first one here that I have queued up, and it's based on an article from last year. Um, it's Third Turn Brewing in J-Town. So a common theme throughout this episode is... One of us or both of us have been to a lot of these places, but uh, I never knew this when I was living in J-Town. I kind of wish I did because I lived right next to the heart of J-Town where Third Term Brewing is located in the Gaslight District. So the story is when the previous tenants left, it was the Moose Lodge. And when they left and sold the building to the current owner, they left a message on the wall said i will miss the moose lodge little girl be nice to the new owners don't scare them so that is creepy yeah i would already start to question my decision i'm buying this building and we're like one sentence into the story so <laughs> um soon after moving in the owner and his staff started noticing some unexplained occurrences such as voices in the upstairs even when all of the staff was downstairs and like they didn't allow uh, customers upstairs, so there's no reason for voices upstairs. And uh, when they would go up to check, they would notice unexplained like cold spots, hear little voices and window tappings, and even feel like small shirt tugs. So, yeah, pretty creepy. I would definitely be creeped out if I experienced that. And you said you've been there before, right? Or I haven't been the there. Time? I can't tell you how many times I walked past it though. Cause when my daughter was born, we were living there. Like we were going through going, taking numerous walks around that whole area. Um, when, uh, her mom was pregnant with her and then, you know, taking the dog for walks. Like we were right there. We just walked, we lived in the apartment. So we would just walk up the sidewalk and walk past it all the time. All the time. Not even knowing. Not even knowing. Never went in, though. 
Good call. But uh, they actually had paranormal investigators take a look and explore the history of the building. And what they found is that when the building was originally being built as a church back in 1878, the Mason's daughter was like on property while it was being built and a brick fell and hit her in the head during construction and she passed away. So, yeah. Um, Again, I don't don't know. Yeah, and that was a long time ago. And so, of course, that's a lot of what you see with these hauntings is that it's an old story. Historical buildings and things mm -hmm. like that. And, yeah, it is just crazy to think that I walked past that building so much. And I don't know. I never felt any shirt tugs, so I think I'm safe. (laughs) Kept it walking. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, so the next one on here that I wanted to talk about was, uh, let's see, the Metas. Metas is a cocktail bar downtown. And so when the owner moved into the building, which used to be a strip club, Nice. Some, <laughs> I mean, they have their purpose, right? All right. Uh, when, when weird things began to happen around the club, like soon after moving in, um, as an example, the article states that some keys would go missing and he would find them in a random part of the building where he hadn't been. Um, and so when he decided to ask one of his customers who used to work in the club if they noticed anything weird, she responded by just saying, oh, yeah, that's just Paula. <laughs> so mm. it's a known thing, apparently. And the story is Paula is the ghost of a woman who protected like the women working at the club and that she was killed there when the building was a burlesque club long ago. And so she's just been there, I guess, Protecting, protecting the, the women. Nice. Yeah. I mean, somebody has to, right? Uh, the woman also stated that when a man was getting aggressive towards her, a mirror behind her just split, like, for no apparent reason. And the dude ended up running out, which... I mean, that's... That's, that's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's... that's Paul is doing her job. Right. <laughs> um, so it looks like Paula was definitely looking out. The owner of Meta stated it stated that it's it's like a roommate, you know, sometimes they just get in the fridge and eat your leftovers. <laughs> like they don't do anything to anybody. They're not hurting anybody. But just a little bit annoying sometimes when they start moving keys around for no reason. <laughs> so that's pretty cool though. Somebody's gotta look out. Um So we've switched over to a new article. These links are in the video description just so everyone knows where we got our information. And I did do some extra digging around them for like verification on some other sites. Um, Next research a little. I mean, got to do a little bit. Um, So the Brown Hotel is obviously popular in Louisville for more reasons, many reasons. We talked about it here recently with the... uh, the hot brown yes we did and it's just known to be a very elegant hotel in louisville you know nice place um but the story is that the founder used to live on the 15th floor 
and it's now only used for storage, but the staff have often seen like random footprints being made in the dust and um, hear sounds of furniture moving around for no reason and sometimes even smelling cigar smoke because he was apparently a very avid cigar smoker. Um, and the elevators even reportedly to just go to the 15th floor for no reason. So. Well, I mean, it's happened there too at the Brown Hotel. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been around for a long time. So, I mean, just avoid the 15th floor if you're yeah, ever there and it, it sounds going. like you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is the Louisville Palace, which. We have also, I think, mentioned. Talked about them, too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, and it is a really awesome place, but it's been around for a long time as well, so naturally there's some history to go along with it. Um, there's numerous ghosts reported to haunt the theater. Uh, the palace opened in 1928, and it's reported that the ghostly image of a man in 1930s garb frequents the balcony. And there's a faceless woman who frequents the mezzanine lobby staircase wearing like 1940s attire. Um, even a former employee is seen sometimes in the projection room who reportedly either died from a heart attack or a bad fall down a backstage staircase. So that's pretty freaky. Um and we've talked about it, like it's it's a a nice venue. It's a really uh, uh sometimes you'll go there and you do get goosebumps from the performances and stuff, but you never think about like the history and stuff. Yeah, like that's yeah. I'm gonna start checking all the dark corners an extra time <laughs> if I'm ever there again, because even some of the maintenance workers have reported hearing voices in what should be an empty theater, and like their tools just move for no reason. Um. The ladies' parlor restroom is said to also be haunted by a young child who just giggles and slams doors. So, you know, just an extra thing to think about whenever you're at the the palace. <laughs> um, the next one is the Bell of Louisville. Have you ever been on the Bell? I have not. You know, I've always we always learned about it. You know, back in like. Uh, back in school but never been on it i've always seen it but never been have you i have i went once that i can recall um when i worked at chick-fil-a um the owner sent us all or got basically just had a little work event um got us all tickets onto the bell nice so it was pretty cool like a little field trip there (laughs) basically yeah through work (laughs) but um it was a good time. I mean, they have food and drinks and stuff. I didn't really get anything. I just kind of sat on the outside and enjoyed the breeze. It was a nice fall day, if I remember correctly. Fall or spring, I don't know. It was a beautiful it was a nice weather. Day That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good time. And if I knew this stuff about it, maybe not so much. <laughs> I might have at least questioned myself. I would have looked a little closer to some going on. <laughs> so the story is... Captain Ben Winters died on the steamboat from a heart attack and two additional crew have suffered deaths on the steamboat over the years as well. Now, of course, it's old as well. It's got a lot of history. But anytime somebody dies on something like that or at work, 
I guess they're just not too happy about it, and they come back and let you know. Because mm. um, some employees have reported cold spots on the upper deck and, like, different ghostly figures exploring the deck and halls in the early morning. Uh, w- one man even witnessed a clear image of Captain Winters while working in the wheelhouse. So, yeah. Don't feel like it's, the same, the same uh, Bell Louisville you went on. Yeah, you know, I was never in the captain's quarters, and now if I ever had the chance, I might question it. <laughs> I might be like, wait a minute. You're trying to trick me. <laughs> You're not feeding me to that ghost. <laughs> um, And the next one, the last one from this article, is the first Church of Christ scientist. So... When I was reading into this one, it hit me different than some of these other stories. Because, I mean, they can see me and, you know, like, I scrolled through these articles for different ones that just kind of interested me, my history in Louisville. And I read through them all. And this one, it just hit different. And I guess it'll explain why once I read through it. But. So the first Church of Christ scientist is found in Old Louisville, and the Lady of the Stairs is the ghost of a beautiful young woman who is often seen crying and pacing like between the 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 stairs and everything between the columns in front of the church. It's said to be the spirit of Miss G, who was a member of a prominent family, the Guthright family back then who lived in the neighborhood in the early 1900s. And the story goes, she fell in love with a soldier, but her parents didn't approve and pressured her to to marry someone else who was more financially well-off in things. And as love would have it, she said no. Or I guess didn't necessarily say no, but her and the soldier would start to meet in secret on those stairs, planning to elope to Chicago. And on the night they were supposed to leave, she showed up and he never did. And so she's left heartbroken, lonely, scared in the cold and waited like all night and ended up catching the flu and passing away from the flu. And it's heartbreaking because she never got the news of why he never showed and he was stationed at Camp Taylor and caught the bad. He was a victim of the bad wave of Spanish flu that went through the camp. And so she was out waiting all night. And it said that she's still there. Her image is still there waiting for him to this day. You know. Well, they, they both passed pretty much the same thing and couldn't get their same reason. Yeah, it's the exact same reason. And not knowing. It's just, yeah, and not knowing him probably feeling guilty that he couldn't tell her and then her just wondering like what happened uh, you know <laughs> it's terrible so that's why that one hit a little different you know there's like a there's a real story with real names attached to it not just there's a ghost here there's a ghost there it's like man that one pulls on the heartstrings a little bit <laughs> um and then moving on to Oops, our last little segment, um, or at least our last article, we got a couple places from this one to talk about. The first one being Camp Taylor. So kind of leading in yeah. from the other one. 
And the story is that, so Camp Taylor was named after former president Zachary Taylor, of course. And it was about located about six miles southeast of Louisville. And of course, when you think that, you got to think at the time, downtown Louisville was Louisville. You know, things weren't metro as we know them today. Um, the military camp was established in 1917 and was the largest camp in the world for U.S. soldiers where soldiers were trained for deployment to Europe for World War I. Um, however, in 1918, an outbreak of the flu hit the camp and things didn't turn out as expected as the infection swept through the camp resulting in just hundreds of dead men every day to the point that they were pretty much stacking caskets with bodies outside. They had nothing else. They they had no other way to, to do anything with them. And after the war, the neighborhoods that kind of sprang up in the area reported like hearing ghostly armies or seeing ghostly armies marching and sounds of cannon fire and gunfire and things like that. Um, and even a Victoria era woman in a blue dress, like strolling the streets, glaring a deathly glare at passerbys. It's uh, there's definitely like a there's definitely a common theme of uh, war and disease. Absolutely. Like anytime, anytime you look at a lot of these hauntings, like war and disease are like followed quickly by like that's. And I mean, if you want to read into the the spirituality of it, everyone has their own beliefs, but. If you wanted to look into that part of it, like these are people who were forced to go when they weren't ready against their own terms, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, just a thought. But that is definitely a very common theme disease, war, famine, all those types of things. Um, the next one is Sleepy Hollow Road. It's a road on the eastern border of Jefferson and Oldham counties, and it's a long stretch of road that travels the countryside, really, through several small towns. And reports indicate seeing headlights following them closer and closer uh, when traveling at night, forcing drivers to accelerate in fear of being ran off the road, just to end up having the car pull in front of them, and they see like a hearse that a lot of times has ran people off the road. Um, There's even, there's reports of people hitting a 30 foot drop due to these types of reports. Like, and it's a common theme, people seeing a hearse pulling out in front of them. And another part of the sleepy hollow road, and this one's terrible. I will definitely give another disclaimer here. Um, there is a crybaby bridge along Sleepy Hollow Road. And the legend there is women who had unwanted or diseased children would take them to the bridge and leave them in the creek, basically. Um, and that's led to screams and cries heard throughout the neighborhoods or the areas, the, the surrounding areas. And that's terrible and... When I was looking into it, I kind of, you know, I just Google Crybaby Bridge, and it's 
there's actually several states that have a legend about a crybaby bridge where it's the exact same type of scenario. Um, and that's just sad. But again, it's it's part of the history, so we wanted to mention it. Um, but if you're ever in the area and you start hearing screams and cries, I guess legend tells you why. Um, the last one on our list is definitely the most popular on our list and has been featured in the most TV Everywhere. shows, movies, magazines, <laughs> Waverly Hills, of course. And just to name a few, Waverly Hills has been featured on Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters, ABC Fox's Scariest Places on Earth, Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel, and many more. Um, it's just known to be one of the most haunted places on earth. So everyone knows that Waverly Hills was a tuberculosis facility, a TB facility, um, at least originally. It's been numerous things through the years, but that's how it started. And it was built 19, 1908 to 1910 to originally accommodate 40 to 50 patients. But as tuberculosis spread, Louisville and Kentucky were said to have been hit the hardest by some of it. And so between 1924 and 1926, it was rebuilt to accommodate 400 patients. And some patients underwent, obviously, many types of experimental procedures back then to try to, to battle it. We didn't have the antibiotics and things that we do today. But one of the operations at the time was to, like, remove ribs from patients to, like, deflate oh the lung and give it time to rest. Um, Did that work? No. 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 Not at all. <laughs> I mean, I don't even, I guess I don't understand the, the logic behind it either, but I guess when you're in that dire of a situation... Right. Having that many people die, you, you just, just kind of try whatever. Out, right? yeah. yeah, brown air. I mean, it's terrible. And so, I just want to call back to the point of the building was built to accommodate 400 patients, and it said that upwards of 50,000 people died there. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot now, but especially back then, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot. So, of course, like that's... <laughs> yeah, and of course, that's patients, doctors, nurses. You know, everyone was catching it then, and especially working around it every day. How do you not, you know? It's got to be depressing. You see that every day and just people just dropping over. Well, and speaking of depressing, that's the whole reason for the the body chute or the the tunnel built underground. They, were, they literally built a special tunnel to to transport the dead bodies so that other patients wouldn't have to see it. It's a 537 foot long tunnel um, just to make sure that patients don't have to witness the deceased and the dead bodies and have that weighing on their mind. But there was nothing there to stop the doctors and nurses from seeing it and experiencing it. So, and of course the patients knew too, they saw new faces every day and old faces disappearing. Um, so, very sadly, it wasn't just due to disease, but 
you know, suicide and things were a common thing then. And it's just 50,000 deaths for just numerous reasons. And that's just crazy. Um, it was so bad that they pretty much had their own community built in the area. Like they were growing their own gardens, raising their own livestock for butchering and things like that. Just so that Separate try to, yeah, to almost like a leper, almost like a leper colony. I mean, it's, it was wild. And so with all of that, over the decades, there have been many reports of ghostly activity from voices in empty rooms, ghostly figures roaming the halls, even little Timmy, who's well known to just be looking mm. for somebody to play with. And so the the story with that is tour groups will roll a ball down the hall and he'll roll, roll it back. back. Yeah, <laughs> of course. He just wants to play. Um, unexplained scents have been smelled um and sightings of like again nurses wandering the corridors and just a lot of ghostly activity which of course lends itself to its featuring on all of the major Everywhere. shows <laughs> yeah exactly um and if you see pictures of it it's it's pretty crazy too. Like you can almost understand how it would be haunted. It looks haunted. This is, yeah, that's one picture of, I guess one of the buildings. And I mean, there's plenty of pictures of Waverly out there. And I think one reason it lends itself to such a large attraction is its size. You know what I they, mean? Well, and they had to extend it because of, you know, so many people that had the dad there, they had to extend it and keep building on to it. And, like, yeah, that is why, like, it's so big. And like you said, with the shoots, like, that's, it definitely yeah. has that creepy aesthetic. Absolutely. Yes. I guess that's the best picture of the whole facility. And that's old, but yeah, I mean, it's, I've never even been there, but I don't know if I would really want to. But I can definitely understand why it's so popular as a haunting place. Definitely. They still have a, like, you can go there and have the uh, ghost tours and stuff and get, like, a, the history behind it and mm -hmm. things like that. Get, like, a firsthand experience. That's, yeah, that's what's up. So, I think that's all we had planned for today. Um, I guess with that, as always, be blessed. Bless someone around you. Enjoy your spooky halloween season if you're watching this at that time see y'all next time see you later